Welcome to episode 244 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Claudio Vallejo. He is a designer at Managed by Q, currently working as a product designer out of New York. And he was in town for two days only. Uh, and we got to snag him while he was here. Super talented young designer coming out of New York. And you should go work with him. The hottest new designers coming fresh out of New York. <laughs> Uh, we had a lot of fun catching up with Claudio and hope you'll enjoy the episode too. Seriously though, go work with him because he's hiring. Oh yeah. Uh, he's managed, hiring his boss. Managed by Q's hiring Bows. his boss. Uh, before we get into that episode though, with Claudio, uh, we want to thank our sponsor for making this episode possible. And that's Spectrum. Spectrum is a new better way to build and grow and manage and be a member of online communities that's a lot of things about online communities it's a project that Bryn, i and our good friend and co-founder max have been working on for the last year and we're trying to make it better to for for businesses and organizations to start and grow online communities as well as for people designers and developers like you and i to uh, participate in communities online uh there's a lot of hard problems with building communities on traditional platforms like forums or Facebook groups or Slack teams. I guess Slack teams isn't really traditional, but I guess now it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we've built these communities. We built one for Spec FM. I worked on one for Figma. Like, there's a lot of issues. So we decided to build our own thing, and it's out. And you should go use it because it's really quite good. So if you are looking for design or development communities to join, if you go to spectrum.chat slash explore, you can see a bunch of the, the curated, highlighted communities where you can search for topics like design and development or React or whatever it might be. Or if you or your organization or the company you work for needs an online community, uh, you can make one for free. Again, that's at spectrum.chat. Uh, those free communities get you unlimited members, unlimited conversations. All those conversations will be search indexed. So the value of conversations has a, uh, a really long lifespan and, and grows over time. linkable so you can mm-hmm. share it on Twitter and stuff. That's actually how we get the majority of our users. Like People really like that stuff. It's yeah. great. Uh, so we hope you check it out. Uh, at least join some communities. We're on there hanging out. Uh, we got a Spec FM community, including a channel for this exact podcast. We um, also open sourced our whole code base and we're working on helping people get into open source design. What? What? So if you want to check that out, uh, you can search for us on GitHub or with Spectrum on GitHub uh, and you can look at our code. Search for us at, at with Spectrum. You can't just say github.com slash with Spectrum. Go to github.com, focus the search field, type with Spectrum. Make sure you search repos. Observe, or no, organizations. <laughs> sorry. organizations. Click the organization, drill in, find our repo called Spectrum. Uh, no, but seriously, you can see literally all the code that powers our front end, our back end. So if you're interested, even in, our roadmap and our roadmap, if you you're can pitch interested in on the in, next generation of it, if you want to see our React and learn learn React, uh, we've got a lot of of React. Uh, but if you're interested in back end stuff or a lot of get React, into, that's the pitch for it. If you want to get into GraphQL, uh, we're doing all that stuff, and it's a lot of fun. And you can join in on the conversation on issues. We have a lot of open issues on roadmap items, on how we're going to handle certain uh, topics of, of privacy and data security and, and all that's open and we're discussing it in public and we'd love to see you there too. You can tell we're excited about it. We're actually hiring too. <laughs> hiring a full stack <laughs> JS engineer and a back end JS engineer and a community marketing person. You can email work at spectrum.chat. This has been the longest ad read of all time. But it's cool because it's us and we own the show. What up? <laughs> so go to spectrum.chat. Thanks for letting us uh, <clears throat> talk your ear off. Talk your ear off. And with that, let's get into episode 244 with Claudio Vallejo.
Hi, my name is Claudio. Mm-hmm. I am a designer at Managed by Q. I'm from Mexico. I live in New York and I enjoy programming. And now recording here in San Francisco. A designer who enjoys programming? <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, you made it to San Francisco specifically to record this episode with us. I'm so it's very kind of you flattered to fly coast and honored. To coast. I mean, you guys were insisting so much, <laughs> so much. email and tweets and DMs. Come on, like, come, on, oh, come on here. What do these guys want? Uh, now, can you tell us why you're out here? Sure. Uh, I'm working on a project uh, with Managed by Q mm-hmm. and uh, just learning more about our customers and and our partners. And it's a uh, yeah. really research. interesting. Research. Research. For, for people that don't know what's managed by Q... Yes, and if they you should don't know, know. You have been listening to the show enough because they sponsored us. Uh, yeah, couple like, about them a lot. Like couple. in 2017. Thanks, JT. <laughs> Catch up. So, Managed by Q is a company that is facilitating the operation of offices by connecting service providers with offices. Yeah, uh, that's okay. So, what does that mean for you being a designer at a company that does like you design the real uniforms, right? real life? Office management. You said I design uniforms? Yeah, you design the uniforms for people, right? <laughs> That's like the main thing. I design caps, <laughs> socks. <laughs> no. Um, Those are all the hot garments. <laughs> Fashion stickers, designer. Stickers. Claudia. <laughs> so all the stickers are just a Q. Q stickers, yeah. Yeah. Just Q glasses. <laughs> the glasses have little fucking legs on them. <laughs> wipers. Yeah, wipers. Uh, um, no, so what that fucking means nerds. is we, I work with, uh, the customer side of of the product, which means that we design the dashboard that our office managers use to request the services through the marketplace, and we connect them with service providers. Um, and then there's this like the partner side of things where they have their dashboard on how to manage uh, orders and all these requests. Sure. Yeah. So, is this your first research trip? It is. I'm I'm glad it is because we're catching you fresh. I'm curious what the initial reaction or learning or things that caught you <laughs> off guard, things that you wish you'd known going into it. This is a typical how, Brian how question. How did they go? It's, it's hard. Yeah. It, it went well. We, we learned a lot, but it's, it's hard because uh, I'm not a researcher. <laughs> um, not yet. He asked specifically, what did you learn? Tell us everything. <laughs> well, I learned that it's hard. I'm uh, just <laughs> I mean, we learned a lot about our customers, but um, I also learned that it's, it's helpful to... So, for example, the the uh, product manager that I've been working with, he has experience doing this. He's not a researcher, but he has experience doing this. And it was helpful to um, learn from his experience working with researchers and and uh, get into the, the conversation with, with our customers and, uh, you know, the be prepared in things like your body language and how you're talking and your tone and all these like very basic things that take a real research dance <laughs> yes and um, you have to put them inside the microscope first and then <laughs> lean over them mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and just trying to make the conversation as natural as possible um and trying to actually like be curious and engage in the conversation uh uh and somehow also trying to find the answers that you're trying to find hopefully Hopefully, oh, which we've again we've learned a lot um, from our conversations, but it's uh it's definitely uh like 
a role in itself, a research, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's very interesting to, as a designer, get that first person experience um, and actually feel like their emotions as you're as you're talking with them and their experiences and uh, just get all of that knowledge and put it back into the product and and improve the experience that we're trying to build. Totally. You usually hear about designers fighting to get research access. How did you end up on a coast-to-coast trip for research purposes? So at Q, research is a very, very core part of the designer's uh, role. And, and yet you've only been out here the one time. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Lies. But, no, but, but, <laughs> but. Like we, we have research uh, interviews every week. We A big part of our process involves uh doing research and talking, whether in person or through video chat with our customers. And to be honest, that has been the biggest source of knowledge about how they think, how they feel, and how they work. Um, Seems like a good source. It's a, it's a very good source. I mean, Canonical obvi- even. What? <laughs> canonical? The canonical source of how they feel would be them telling you how they feel? That's true. Cool. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Ruin my joke. It wasn't a very good one. I know. <laughs> it's canonical though. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely been the the fastest way for me to learn and to feel like what it means to be or feel like what it feels like to be an office manager and, and under pressure on, under all of these different requests that they get and trying to just put on put down all these fires that are happening on the yeah, at yeah. the office. Um, so How is your new job as an office manager? <laughs> it's uh, been lovely. Um, <laughs> I mean, Lyft does that, right? Like, what? if you work at Lyft, you have to drive and experience I, what it's like to drive. And- I'm not sure you have to. I know. So the one piece of context I have for this is my friend Sam Sofis, um, who works there. And he signed up for it because he wanted to, was my impression. Uh, I don't think you have to. I could see that being a part of the onboarding is like some get empathy for the people that are actually using this thing. I definitely have friends at Lyft who I wouldn't trust to drive my Lyft. (laughs) (laughs) You heard that. (laughs) Well, actually, part of my onboarding was to go to one of our customers' office spaces at night after work and clean their office space. Oh, fuck. Cleaning is very hard. Like cleaning well is very hard. And uh, What was that like? When you show up at work and the first thing is go empty trash cans. It was like my third uh, week at Q. I think I think it was very uh, like you you like you understand like the value of what the people that clean and go and take their time to do that is. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like you, when you just look at it um, without thinking about it. Like, oh yeah, cleaning it's fucking easy, whatever. But when you actually have to do it. You're like. Why does this stain not come off this window? Like I've I've like cleaned it like or gone over it like five times and it doesn't come off. Yeah. Um, and then what I found fascinating as well is that I was paired with one of the operators that cleans that office uh, on a recurring basis, and she had so much knowledge about the space. Like I was like, uh, she when I, ca- I came in, she was like so chill. She was like, the mops are over there, uh, that handle over there. Like make sure to just like open it like this because then if not, everything's going to fall. Um, make sure that you clean that person's desk because then if not, they complain. Uh, <laughs> those windows, like just, you know, like they know yeah. the space in and out. And I think that's actually one of the 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 things that Q offers to the customers is like they per, they put in people that go in on a daily basis and engage with the company mm-hmm. and they know the space in and out, which is like very different than just like, 
like for just getting someone like it doesn't really matter who just come into your office and you don't really care about them but what Q's doing is they're yeah. putting in people that are like invested in the company and that it's not creates like a this task rabbit or something where it's like randos exactly yeah. it, it, it creates a relationship between the operators and the company which is uh, very nice that seems good and I remember when we were first working with Q it was like the huge sales pitch as well as like we uh, you get equity or your onboard operators get equity, operators get yes. equity and healthcare and things like that. Yes. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I want to like maybe traverse back and work back to how you ended up at Q and then we can talk a little more about work there. Sure. Uh, but let's start where you're originally from. Okay. I'm from Northeastern Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, Matamoros. It's a very small city next to Brownsville, Texas. So it's uh, in the Gulf Coast of the U or of America. I'll, yeah, uh, just U.S. Like and Mexico, right on the border. Right on the border, right on the coast. So uh, I can walk. I don't know, like two hundred meters or three hundred meters, and I, it's, the river's right there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What aside? Like I don't. Doesn't matar mean to kill? It do, well, actually, matar means to kill, and moros means morse. So what it means is kill morse. That's what it means. Moors meaning like, like more, the Moors, the Moors, yeah, M O O R S, yeah. So it's I. It's to like be honest, a, I don't know the history like, of my city. It's like <laughs> swamps or ravines or something like K- that. Kill the Moors. The Moors. I think it's from Spain. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, actually, I'm just saying this is history details. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that it. sounds very like morbid. Morbid <laughs> as a name. <laughs> it is. It's not. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a very, very small city. Yeah. Um, well, it's a small city, but um, it's a very like symbiotic city with Brownsville, with the U.S. side of things. Got it. So, for example, when I grew, when I was growing up, I lived in Mexico and went to school in the U.S. Oh, every cool. day. Is so, that a, is that common? Cool. Common? It, it's it's common, very common. A lot of people do that. I carpooled with. I didn't people mean from my street. cool in that this is a cool thing. I meant, <laughs> oh, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Not cool. Um, uh, so a lot of people, that, that's a... It's a very common. Very normal. Okay. It is. Um, and so, yeah, I went to school in the U.S. since I was in kindergarten, uh, but I went back to sleep in, in Mexico. What What was that like? Is Was it two totally different worlds or was it close enough together that, that it all sort of felt the same? To be honest, I, when I was growing up, uh, like in elementary school, it was kind of similar. I mean, there's different activities that happen in the U.S. and in, and in Mexico. Um, but actually, one interesting thing that I learned or that you learn from growing in these two different countries mm-hmm. is when you're in the U.S., the cops are real cops. <laughs> the streets <laughs> are paved. And it's not like I don't want to like. Put, like put down in my country but that's like what I lived or like what I saw like schools are are good schools or better schools um, like you can like there's laws I mean there's laws in Mexico too but like if you get stopped by a cop or like you get in an accident like a car accident uh, you may just like just go because you like you don't know who crashed onto you or like who crashed who you crashed with or Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's like one contrast that I noticed every time I crossed this river, um, which is very interesting. Um, and uh, I, 
I, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity to study in the U.S. because I was able to learn English and, uh, you know, go to college in the U.S. Um, it's uh, definitely not for everyone. Like, not all Mexicans are are very happy about, you know, the U.S. culture and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the especially college. Especially now. And, and the, the yeah, state especially. of <laughs> political uh, discourse. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, Mexicans love uh, anything that has to do with America right now, but... Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so on that side, it's it for uh, I I feel very fortunate because it's what I like and it's uh, what I enjoy. But again, it's not for everyone. But yeah, did it feel like living two separate lives? Like I can't mm. can't imagine spending my whole daytime in a different country. I mean, I know it's close, but away from your family, speaking a different language, and then at night you go home and you're going back to this other context. True. Like actually, my parents uh, don't speak. English. Yeah. They only speak Spanish. Um, Yeah. But I mean, all my friends were going to the same school that I was in the US. Some of them lived in Brownsville, some of them lived in Mexico. Um, But we always, you know, hung out. Like if there was a party in Brownsville, we went to Brownsville. If there was a party in Mexico, we went to Mexico. And by this, I mean in elementary school because things started to change. Crazy parties that that age. Crazy. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Peter Piper pizza parties. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So many tokens. There's our title. Um, and uh, what the fuck is a Peter Piper pizza party? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Peter Piper pizza parties? <laughs> I feel like you're lying to me right now. I am lying. At- oh, you don't know what Peter Piper pizza is? is Peter Piper a place? <laughs> it sounds like a uh, you know, like Chuck sounds e. like Cheese? a Caesar's. Oh, okay. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like the, the old. Uh, so, I mean, this was again in elementary. I don't know what what's going on right now. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, Peter Piper. Pizza we don't party. know what's hot with the kids right now either, <laughs> except for Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything. Truth. <laughs> so that was elementary school. Yes, and then when I went to high school, uh, things started to change. Things started getting a bit more dangerous because of the drug issues that were going on in the border, and um, that's where, uh, you know. Most of my time was now spent in the U.S. So when I was a kid, I, you know, grew up playing soccer on the streets and playing high, cops and robbers around the, the, the what's it called? Like the Cold-de-sac. neighborhood. Sure. Um, but then as I started getting into high school, things started getting more dangerous. Um, there was not actually no kids in the street anymore. Um, it was like I when I drove, I was always looking at my rearview mirror to see if someone was following me, um, which is something that I still do. Like whenever I go back home like i'm always like like my my mind switches and i'm like always aware and i'm trying to see if somebody's following me or somebody's looking at me in a different way um when i'm like in in the border town specifically um so again yeah when i was in high school things started changing in that direction um in terms of like feeling unsafe um and uh yeah so it's it, it was an interesting uh childhood i mean i enjoyed it but yeah oh as i grew up i started just not liking the like political slash i see situation or like unsafety situation that was happening I in see. my city and so when it came to time to decide where to go to college was it yeah. a choice like oh i can go to different parts of mexico and, and study there or was it always i'm gonna do something in in the u.s well actually i i not i Hmm. I I never thought about. I don't know if that influenced my decision in just wanting to go to the U.S. But I was definitely not in. Uh, I was definitely just interested in finding a college in the U.S. Um, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I had never thought about. I mean, I know that my brother, for example, he studied in in, in Mexico, mm -hmm. um, and he loves Mexico, and and he's planning on staying there. Um, but on my end, um, just Mexico wasn't even an option for me. I just wanted to go to the U.S. Interesting. What were you into at the time? What did you want to do? I want to be a doctor. Look uh, how far you've come. <laughs> uh, you figured out where you can really add value is <laughs> moving pixels. Yep. Hey, come on. Let's not. <laughs> Pixel surgery. Pixel surgery. <laughs> Which like you just that. taught me right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pixel surgeon. That's kind of a nice, got a nice ring to it. Nope. That sounds like a buzzword. <laughs> and Pixel it surgeon. sounds like something someone would put in their title for their medium post. It sounds like someone who isn't self-aware would put that on their resume. How to become design royalty. I have a doctorate in pixels. <laughs> PH pixels. <laughs> Dr. PX. <laughs> Dr. PX. <laughs> Shit. There's something here about RX. PXRX. Being a, yeah, something. Something, something, prescriptions. Uh, <laughs> pixel prescriptions. Cool. So we've riffed on that enough. <laughs> somewhere in there is a- killed it. Somewhere in there is a podcast. Uh, you wanted to be a doctor. I did. Uh, yeah. So I went into college, I went to college to Baylor. Mm -hmm. Um, which That's is funny. I went to Baylor. Really? <laughs> Interesting. It's almost like you two knew each other oh. at the time. <laughs> Whoa. Hmm. <laughs> it's cute. Interesting. It is well, cute. we didn't meet until like junior year. Yeah. Which by the time I wasn't studying yeah, biology you're basically anymore. done then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happened? Uh, you went, I got into, like, I'm going to be a doctor at Baylor. I want to be a doctor. Uh, first semester passed and then my mom passed away second semester and that changed changed a lot of things for me mm -hmm. uh i withdrew from that from the second semester i withdrew went back home uh i it was uh i don't know it it just uh changed my perspective on what i wanted to do with my life i because i didn't yeah so you often hear about people when their parents get sick or something yeah. Yeah. and then they decide to go into health what led you want to be in health in the first place? That's a good point. I, I've i always liked science, mm -hmm. uh, and I always enjoyed my biology courses and my um, uh, just chemistry courses yeah. and math courses as well. Mm -hmm. And that was what initially attracted me about, about uh, being a doctor. But then I also, like, I knew someone in... in in the home, in my hometown, whose father was a neurosurgeon, and mm -hmm. he invited me to be a part of that neurosurgery. And when I went, I was just fascinated. I was like, "This is amazing! Like, I want to learn more about how the body works and how the mind works." And I, I'd love to do that. So that that also helped me decide that I wanted to study biology and then eventually go into medical okay. school. Um, but then that's a good point that you make. That instead of like me wanting to help people, uh, you know, my mom had cancer mm -hmm. um, and. She had cancer for like two years, and that just pushed me away from trying to interesting get into medicine. And to be honest, I think it was uh, it's definitely been the toughest thing that I've been through in my life. Um, and I felt so um, helpless, or so what's the right? Like mm -hmm. I just couldn't do anything. Yep. And I remember that um, she had like she she had pancreatic cancer, so she suffered a lot in those in the years that she was sick and. Just again, like seeing her and not being able to help her and coming out from the chemos and just like being in a very bad physical state. Mm -hmm. I was just so tired of that after when she passed away. I was also just angry with 
I just didn't like I didn't know what was going on. Uh and uh I still like I remember when I went back home, everything was just like, I, I didn't know what, what was going on. I didn't know what, what I wanted to do. Um, I, I remember when I went back home, I, I started working with my father. He has a very small business uh, and he sells construction materials. And I remember um, to, just to spend time, I, I joined and, and helped him. And it was in, in my time that I was working with him that I was now like kind of like should i study business or like is this what i want to do um but when i remember that i found like after like three or four months when my mom passed away uh i found myself uh sometimes like opening up my chemistry books from the previous semester and just reading through them uh not like entirely but just like from the chapters that i had uh, read mm, that's a good molecule <laughs> i like that one <laughs> this is pretty interesting stuff excellent uh, covalent bonds <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i was i was like bored i was tired I, I didn't know what to do uh and um when i went back to college the following semester i um i was actually considering switching to chemistry uh not so much just getting out of pre-med mm. um but then i again like i the more i thought about medical school the more it reminded me of my mother i think mm. unconsci unconsciously um i'm just trying to like, like analyze myself right now but yeah, yeah. um i decided not we to find it Design details is very therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uncover some some serious stuff here in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I decided to quit pre med and get into the business school, and um, yeah, I yeah. You want to do business afterwards, just to get away from medicine, or I honestly didn't know. Like, I chose business because that was what my. To be honest, my my logic was I don't want to do medicine. Uh, business is the thing that Wait. I. Did you major in entrepreneurship like Brian did? I did. Oh, fuck both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I feel bad saying that after such like a <laughs> emotional story, but <laughs> you picked that as your it's major, a... idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I chose, I I don't know, I chose on oh, I, the thing. What I was about to say is my logic was I. I don't want to go into medical school. Um, I don't know what I want to do, but business is a thing that I uh, not like. No, well, I, I, I dislike to be the an least. Entrepreneur. You dislike the least. <laughs> I dislike the least. That is a horrible reason to do anything. It is, but out of necessity, it's. I dislike Brian the least it's, too. It's a good, <laughs> good starting point, I suppose. It is, and I, I got into business school, um, and. Um, Started learning about accounting and entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. That's how I want everyone to say entrepreneur from now on. Uh, if they're going to insist on using that terrible word, you have to say it like that. You know, I ended up choosing that major because it had the fewest number of hours. <laughs> wow. Brian, are you saying you went to college on a get rich quick scheme? <laughs> No, I, I was uh I was I, I think you did. I was working a few hours. I was working full time. Cap table bullshit. Se senior year bro for I, Elite by Design for Buffer. Yes. But you didn't know that. Senior year and I worked part time junior year for Elite by Design for Buffer <laughs> for Photoshop <laughs> Tuts Tuts Plus. <laughs> your rip-off version of Photoshop Tuts. <laughs> The context here, folks, is that I owned webdesigntuts.com <laughs> and got a, um, not a cease and desist, <laughs> but a 
very gentle. Please, please go don't. listen to Charmander Plus Plus. It's episode something or other. Oh, I yeah, don't we remember. Yeah. Uh, we or we interviewed each other. Anyways, I I think it is very funny that we both ended up doing the same major and both perhaps not feeling compelled by the work, but knew that it was. I found it it was is interesting, and I felt generally applicable enough to no matter what I do, it's helpful to know like here's how a business operates. Yeah, at a high level, like yeah, yeah. But <laughs> profit I think loss. One, one one interesting thing that Did I found you say out, profit and loss, profit loss, <laughs> supply demand. You know those things. That's, that's all this is, P and L. That's you're good. That's basically business. Uh, one thing that I found P interesting: P plus L equals B. <laughs> that's right. Sorry, dumb. keep cutting dumb. you off. It's okay. Dumb. Uh, is that you? Like you get into. Like you learn about accounting and then marketing and then finance and economics. Like you learn a little bit about everything, but you don't really l- learn much about anything. Yeah. And sick burn Baylor. <laughs> no, I think no, no, that, no, no, that's, that's, that's not... any undergrad business school, right? Well, I, I, I think I'm just talking about the entrepreneurship focus. Like I said, you have to learn about a lot of things, but you mm. don't really learn about much. And I think entrepreneurship is more about building a, like starting a business, right? Application. Not, not yeah. so much about, uh, learning about accounting and then this and then that. Did you have a business you wanted to start or was this just like aspirational? I'm going to start a company one day. I didn't even want to start a company. Nice. I didn't even want to start a company. I I honestly, like after I got into- Want to get on Product Hunt? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Product Hunt was- I'm totally joking. I'm totally making a joke. I have no idea. I wasn't, I didn't even know what design was back then. Well, okay, let's let's go into this. So we did have a class where you had to start a business. We did. And you did start a business. I did. Tell me about that. I, <laughs> if, you, if you want to, it was called Web Design Tuts, and I managed Brian. I uh, so I got my, in my senior year. I got into a, a like an accelerator an accelerator program where we were paired with two other students to start a company, and I started an iPhone case company. Mm-hmm. We were selling bamboo cases. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, actually, that's how I got into design. I know. That's why this is important. Yeah. I got into design because I remember when we started the company, I told them, you know, like, I'd love to come up with a name for the company and design the logo. And they were like, my co-founders were like, cool. Yeah. Take care of that. Uh, and that's when I remember going back to my uh, place and opening up Keynote to start designing like the first versions of the of the logo. And as I was like using the rectangle and like typing text, I was like, I'm pretty sure there has to be a better tool out there to do this stuff. So I, I did a quick Google search. I'm basically a text and rectangles expert. <laughs> I think I can do this. That's that's my style, man. And I found Illustrator, mm-hmm. and I downloaded that free that first uh, that free, free 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 trial free Illustrator free, what? Trial. free trial wink wink no 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 <laughs> two week free trial no winks uh-huh. and, uh, and and I, I only use it for two weeks ever <laughs> Pinky I actually promise. fell I fell in love like I fell in love with Illustrator I started watching YouTube videos and like how to merge objects I had never thought like yeah. I had never seen this or used this thing and I was just fascinated I remember like spending all my time designing the most terrible. PowerPoint presentations, but I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I, not, not so much my work, but like, this is awesome. Like, I love this. And then uh, my last semester, I got into a media design class. And that was what eventually convinced me, or like, I had so much fun in that class that it convinced me to pursue design after college and just like, see you later business. Uh, yeah. What was the 
the the dream outcome of of doing design work. So at that point, you'd been doing some branding, some like marketing presentations. Yeah. What do you want to do? Really want to do? Playing Illustrator all day. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not kidding. Like I did not. Ha- I had a very like myopic vision. Not even. Not even. Just like myopic perspective on on uh, what I liked. And I think that's one thing that I learned in my last year is, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed going to school and like studying and stuff. But then once I found what I, something that I really liked, I was, I just didn't really enjoy doing the other stuff because I, I knew that I could spend my time doing something that I really liked. So, um, I uh, honestly, I didn't know where I was going or what I wanted to do with it. All I know is that I just enjoyed designing and making these like, presentations and helping like professors design their like email stuff uh and that's what i enjoyed I d- again like i didn't have any like grand vision or anything but what about you like what do you like about uh, uh it was st- towards the end of of those years that i wanted to do product design for software okay uh but before that i was just like i like making websites it pays money yeah and like yeah that, that was fun yeah uh, and then yeah like junior year linked up with Buffer and that was like a little bit of marketing design and then m- transitioned into product and moved into SF. Went from there, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what okay, so you graduated. Graduated and I like fuck business. Fuck business and uh get money. <laughs> and well, uh, no money. <laughs> fuck, fuck business get money is a very good line. <laughs> fuck business, no money. <laughs> and um I applied to a variety of graphic design jobs, of which I got no responses. From, uh, you yeah. stayed in the U.S. or did you go back to to Mexico? So before I graduated, I made sure that I extended my visa to get an opportunity to stay one more year in the U.S. Um, after college. That's the J one, or is it TN with that? No, it's the o- it's called the OPT. So I'm still under an F one, which is a student visa. Okay, but I had the OPT extension. Okay, um, and. Uh, so I started applying to jobs. The only thing about the OPT is you have to find a job within your field of study. Oh, fuck. And uh, You really got to be an entrepreneur right now. Which is isn't what, that fucked up because you can't start a business, right? Uh, you can't make money. <laughs> cool. So you can't start a business. You can't start a business. Oh, you start a startup. You're good. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. Uh. So you're welcome. It was a great idea that I just gave you. <laughs> well, what I, what happened was I started applying to graphic design jobs. I couldn't find any. Uh, get, got no responses. Um, so I went back home, and over the summer, right after graduation, I I was I was even th- I was thinking about doing a master's in 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 design and graphic design, and then a friend of mine whom I hadn't talked to in four years since high school, he reached out to me and he's like, "Hey, Claudio, you want to come to Phoenix, Arizona, to?" Help me start a video production company. And I was like, I'd love to. So I moved to Phoenix and um, got that co founder title. Got, I've, I actually did, I, I would just put, as a title, put designer. <laughs> but uh, I like your style. Designer slash entrepreneur. You're welcome, customs. On to opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how I managed to continue mm-hmm. staying in the US. And actually, through that, that, company that I um, helped him start or manage was uh, another opportunity for me to work on the website's design and work on the logo for the company. And, you know, that's how I 
got my first projects in. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you stay in Phoenix? I stayed in Phoenix for eight months. So from August 2014 through right before the summer of 2015. If you think back to what that logo looked like, what do you think? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, how most, most people feel. Was it all text? Was it like, what was it? Describe it. It was an infinity logo, just an infinity. The number eight? Yeah, no, but the, the car actually, it was just a car outline. <laughs> oh. Silhouette. oh, yeah. It was an infinity logo. Nice. Yeah. So you stayed in Phoenix for eight more months. Yes. Uh, was that when your visa expired? Yes. And so then what? And then I went back to Mexico. What was that like? Uh, it's Mexican. No, I mean, you, you, <laughs> it was, it better, was frustrating. You had, you had better food. I had better tacos. Yeah. No, so it was it was frustrating, but right. um, because I I really wanted to stay in the U.S. Um, and also, be, actually, what was most frustrating is I remember going to several lawyers and asking them. Uh, so actually, one thing that I should say is when I was in Phoenix, I found this opportunity to freelance for a software development company. Um, I started doing animation for them, and it was and I worked with them for I don't know, like starting in December through May of you know, 2015. And it was through that experience that I started, like my interest in graphic design started shifting more towards web or like digital design. And, um, and it was uh, after, like when I was about to come back, I remember, I, as I was saying, I was talking to some lawyers and I, I was telling them, like asking them, how, how can I stay in the, it's like, what can I do? And they're like, well, uh, are you like, do you have a girlfriend? Do you want to No. Like, do you, or do you want to get married? No. Um, do you want to, like, you could do a master's. I was like, I don't have money. I'm not going to do a master's. Um, and they're like, do you want to, like, do, do you have a hundred million, a hundred thousand dollars to start a company? No. I just said I don't have money. Um, assholes. <laughs> so, and they were like, yeah, sorry. We like, there's nothing you can do except like, we would suggest just to, um, do a master's. Um, and I, I also, I like, I went to another lawyer and I told him that I had been doing graphic design for the past year. And then he told me, well, like he gave me like a paper and he's like, uh, do you, like, did you study any of these majors? It's like accounting, engineering, all these like STEM majors, I think they call them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, no, I didn't. I studied entrepreneurship. He's like, mm. ah, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not a real thing. Sorry to tell you now. He's like, America doesn't need entrepreneurs right now. Mm. No, nah, he didn't say it, but uh, yeah, my, my major wasn't in that we list. We got Brian. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, my major wasn't in that list. So he told me like, yeah, sorry. Like you need a, you need a, to have studied graphic design to be able to, f to, for us to help you get a visa. So anyway, I went back to Mexico and instead of going to my hometown, I went to Monterrey, which is where my mother's family lives. And I found my first job as a web designer there. Uh, and I learned a lot from that first mm -hmm. job. Uh, but I left that job early because I was still working for the company in Phoenix, the freelancing for them. And uh, I decided to freelance. I left because I, I decided to continue freelancing. And it was after that decision that I started getting more into web design and web development. And I started doing more web design and web development as a freelancer over there. Uh, started getting clients. And uh, that's how it eventually led to me uh, meeting Dan Petty. And then that got me into Epic Currents. And that's where I met JT, was the 
previous wow, creative you're really director. zipping you. through the rest of the story here sorry <laughs> you're really zipping through the timeline <laughs> i can i can go into detail mode yeah um i want to pause before we get to the that uh meetup that was in texas yes um so for listeners who haven't gathered the context uh, claudia and i went to school together and we got to know each other towards the back half of college uh one of the things that i've gotten to know about you is you are probably the most disciplined person i know maybe the most focused and uh, disciplined. So we were just talking about how you uh, review and track all the calories and (laughs) and macro breakdowns for every single meal uh, over time. But having seen you go through school and and learn all this stuff over the last few years, I want to know how the hell do you stay so disciplined and so focused on learning new things? Um, Well, he has the right amount of calories and macros. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> the keys and the calories, Brian. Mm-hmm. No, uh, the keys and the calories. I think. I think. I, I don't know how I can paint this any differently, except you are the most disciplined person I know to to for both schoolwork and then as you transition into wanting to learn illustrator. It was just incredible amount of focus there. And then Brian's been wanting to ask you this for years. To video apparently. production and then to web design and then web development and now you know you're learning React and like every single thing is just incredibly focused and and like you go all in. I don't know how you do it. I, I think, I think it's a matter of interest, and uh, no, seriously. Like I think, I think the amount of focus that you can give to something is a matter of interest because, you know, the more interested you're in something, the more time you give to yeah, it, right? Sure. And I find, I find to be a bit obsessive in some things that I really like, and I just like spend all of my focus on doing one thing. Totally. Um, I don't know why. I just like. I'm just. That that's how I work, and I, to be honest, I think one thing that I realized, and tying this back to my mom, I think that it's been a side effect of my mom passing away. Um, for so, like, I feel like it's like a maybe it's a way of me trying to escape. It was a way of me trying to escape from you know like what I had lived through, and the way I escaped from that was just like diving into my studies because I really enjoyed studying. But when she passed away, like I was like even more focused on that. Um, and I feel like that, that, I don't know, habit, I guess, continued on through, through after college and just whatever I did, I, I focused a lot on one thing and tried to learn as much as possible on that. Um, and then just random things, things happen. And then my, my, what I learned there somehow applies to something that I'm trying to learn next. And I focus on that. Um, but again, I think it's a matter of interest. What about drawbacks? Do you ever get burned out? Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. What, definitely. How do you deal with that? Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 300 milliliters of water, by the way. 300. No. Exactly. Um, I think we've had, convers- we've had conversations while you've been burned out. We have. Yes. I think, I think, so I don't think a lot of work burns you out. I think what, what I'll, I'll talk about myself. I don't think a lot of work burns me out. It's 600. <laughs> I think what burns me out is my, my mentality. And by that, I mean, I think, um, you know, when, when I'm most stressed or when I'm most burnt out, it's, it's when I'm also, you know, most, worried about something or stressed about something that is not going well. And I, and as a consequence, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. And that's what burns you out. But if you really, like, if you're doing something that you like, like, yeah, you can get tired for the day, but when it starts like impacting like your, your interest and in other things that you also enjoy, 
that's like a flag for me that I'm burnt out. Um, and one way to work on that is just let it go a little bit. Like try to um, try to not not be a, as attached to that stress or that thing that you're trying to do like hey it's okay if you don't finish this website right now like you know like relax like and it's really hard for me like I, I struggle with that um but just relax everything's okay there's no timeline that you have to i mean unless it's like a real project but i find that's really easy when it's like my own thing but when there's other people counting on me that can be yeah when there's brutal. external pressures huh that stress even if, even if they're not like it's like hard like, to escape right knowing that brian <laughs> needs something eventually from me is enough outward pressure that like, fuck, got to do it. Got to sit at my desk and just try and make it happen. But if it doesn't happen, I'm just going to sit at my desk and burnt out more. Wait, that's all I have to do is say I need something from you? You always do. Now I know. What, what, like, what do you do when you feel burned out? Burned out? You know, uh, Max and Brent and I were talking this morning in, in a thread about uh, – Sometimes there are just periods of time where things suck. And having worked on on Spectrum for the last year and, and some change with with both of them, like we've all seen it in each other and we've all experienced those periods mm-hmm. where things just suck. It's like a week or two that are just like brutal. And yeah. like especially the person who is going through that feels it because they feel guilt on top of like yeah. frustration and on top of whatever. And I, I think Part of how we've gotten through it, one is lucky that I don't think all three of us have ever overlapped that funk cycle. Two of us have at a time. Two of us have, but not all three. And I think it's important to have like somebody sitting next to you that's still excited and has energy and momentum. Right. Uh, but anyways, what what I think the three of us have come to realize is like it will pass. For us, at least for me, it's usually like three to four days of I have a hard time getting stuff done and then I get back on on track and I'm on like a good two, three, four week productivity cycle and then it'll probably happen again and it'll feel shitty. And what, what, like, how do you feel when you're burnt out and what are your, what's your thought process when you're burnt out? Like, what are you worried or what's, what's, what's going on? I think like part of it, the guilt like self perpetuates the feeling Mm -hmm. of being burned out. So like you're burned out, so you don't want to do any work. Then you're stressed because you didn't do any work. And then if you do any work, it's not as good because you feel rushed, perhaps. I think so. It's like this really, really vicious cycle. And I think that for me, the escape hatch is one really small fix or like a bug fix mm-hmm. or small feature or small a UI win feels very good. That gets one step of positive momentum. And honestly, it's really fucking hard to even get the the motivation to take that one first step. But that first step is like the exit ramp from this sort of shitty few days right for me it's uh quick wins work um it's they're quite hard to do uh getting out of the house and around someone else who is excited about the thing you're doing is very helpful like Mm. basically leeching off of their excitement uh can help motivate for sure um fundraising meetings are really good (laughs) place to leech that (laughs) some people get really excited it's like oh shit i forgot i'm doing something really cool fuck (laughs) So lesson there being, if you're feeling burned out, go try and raise a seed round. Try and convince someone to give you money when you're feeling burned out. <laughs> but that I, could go either very good or very bore. I very bore. When I'm usually I was very say good bad or very bored. And and <laughs> it all came out at the same time. When I'm usually burnt out, again, I I realize that I'm not burnt out from the thing that I'm doing. I'm burnt out from the perspective that I have about mm. the thing that I'm doing. 
And that's something that I try to stay aware of um, and just try to think about like, why am I stuck on this like mental process? Because again, I think it is a mental thing uh, in terms of, uh, you know, being very frustrated with this bug that I can't fix. And then like I stress myself because I feel like I'm running out of time or I'm wasting my time and I have to catch up with these things. And then I also think about all the other bugs that I have to fix, all the other things that I have to do. And it's like- a, All the things you could be doing instead, like y- yes. opportunity costs. And then that, that I, I feel like, again, that's, that's not the, like the bug is not the problem. The problem is how I'm approaching the bug. And one thing that I try to do, which again, I, I find really hard to do, but I try to um, imp- like, instill habits that help me catch myself doing that and then just relax and settle down and, and I'm like and and try to think myself out of that and say okay what's what's wrong like instead of like trying to leverage other people's excitement or like find other sources of inspiration I just like try to sit down and think okay what why am I stressed about this like really like and then my my inner self is like fuck you man like you're just making this even worse like why are you sitting down and think about this but no like seriously like, sit down and think about it like what's wrong like am i doing everything that i can to solve what i'm trying to solve yes or no well no because you're complaining okay then let me stop complaining but then i ask the same question again like am i doing everything yes or no yes do i have to do it yes or no yes okay like there's nothing to complain like this is what i have to do if i don't have to do it well then don't complain just don't do it and uh that's what I how I try to approach things, but when you're like so immersed in this like muck of burnt outness, it's so hard to get out of it. And yes, like you, I, we try to f- like find like excitement on other areas of our lives to like pull us out of there. But then that'll eventually like lead us back in because we haven't really seen the problem and tried to yeah face it. I, I like that metaphor of it being muck because there is this idea that the further out you get, the easier it becomes to get more further out as well as while you're going in, the more that goes in, the easier it is for it to get sucked in more. Yes. Uh, which is, I guess, the inherent challenge of that. There's a whole pile of words there, bud. <laughs> Does that make sense? Did, yeah. did you follow the, the muck sure. metaphor? You need a branch to grab. Do you guys remember the live action Jungle Book yeah. movie where there was quicksand? Because mm-hmm. that's what I think of every time I picture quicksand. I... No? Like way back in the day, nothing. It's like an adult Mowgli or something. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I admire your uh, discipline. Did you have one more thing? You well, say that? No, no, no. no. Uh, because uh, it, it was what two years ago now that you went to this meetup in in Austin. In Austin, yes. Tell me about that. I was surfing Twitter. Yeah. And I remember Dan Petty mm-hmm. posted a tweet and said, hey guys, I'm going to Austin. Whoever wants to come, you should come. I'm going to chat with the people at Funsize. Funsize, mm-hmm. they're a design they're agency. Uh, yeah, Anthony Armendariz, Natalie Armendariz. Yes, yeah. and they're awesome. You were in Monterrey at this point in time. Did you hear that? I was in Monterrey. <laughs> Yes. You hear me roll my arre, erre, I was in Monterrey. <laughs> Shit, that's so good. I was in Monterrey, uh, but just luckily I was in Brownsville or Matamoros, and Austin is five hours from there. And I remember uh, reading through that tweet and I was like, oh my God, this is like the only chance I have of meeting Dan and me- just meeting him. Like I just wanted to meet him. And I, I just 
took the trip. Like I just rode up. Uh, it was, and I remember I I saw that tweet one day before the event. And no, actually, no, I saw it a week before and I checked in the RSVPs and I, uh, for the tickets and I was like, I'll just like get it the last day. And I checked the last day, the morning of, I checked Sold it, out. Sold out. I was like, what the, f why Idiot. didn't I just like get a ticket? So then I was just like thinking, should I go? Should I not go? Like I have to get a permit to go to, the, to Austin. Sorry? They didn't even check tickets, did they? No. <laughs> and I was like thinking like, should I go? Is it worth the five hours? Uh, like. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. So I just drove up and I got to the event 30 minutes before the event started. And I parked right outside the event. I go up the stairs and there's Dan, just Dan. Um, and I re I go up. I said, hi. And I was like, hey, uh, do you mind? Like I said, I'm, I know Brian because you. I remember that you came out in one of his videos. And I told him, I know Brian. And he's like, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. He's like, oh. <laughs> get out of here. And he told me... Um, Uh, I asked him, do you mind if I stay for the event? He's like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, you, you should stay. So I stayed, I, I sat down um, and then people started getting in and I started getting nervous because I didn't know anyone. Um, but then I started meeting some other designers at FunSize and other people and then I just I forgot about that. The speech like or his, his the, converse, the interview finished. And then... Uh, was, I, was the interview with someone from FunSize or... Yes, it was with Anthony and, okay. and uh, Natalie. Cool. Um, and then when it finished, I bumped it to Dan after that. And he started asking me like, what do you do? And like, what are you doing here? Like, where are you from? And that's when I, I just told him like, I'm from Mexico. And he's like, wait, you drove all the way over here. I was like, dude, it's five hours. Where like, I was like, where do you drive from? Tennessee. How long was, of a drive was that? 12 hours. Like, Shit. That's the long <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then, um, he, he told me, uh, do you have a portfolio or something and so he opened my portfolio which by the way is just like a white website with just text it was nothing my traditional my designer style. website exactly my like man. circular avatar mm -hmm. i love it um, and and he clicked through my on my drivel and uh and he looked at one post and he's like uh, did you make this i was like yeah i made it and he's like uh have you heard of epic currents before and i was like yes and he's like uh would you like have you ever thought about applying to epic currents i was like i've already applied he's like oh <laughs> Um, well, uh, we're having an epic in, uh, two months in October. Uh, if you want, you can, like, you can join us if you want. I was like, I'd love to. He's like, yeah, sure. Uh, let's chat about this later. So that trip, uh, ended up with me meeting Dan and getting invited to epic I also had a chance to chat and meet with Anthony and Natalie who were very, very nice. They're very like, nice people. Very nice. Like, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't even know them. And they were like, Hey man, I heard you drove up from Mexico. Like that's a crazy ride. And I told them, no, it's just a five hour drive. It's like not that big of a deal. And they're like, no, no, no. Like you should, you, like if you don't have a place to stay, you should stay here at the office. There's mm -hmm. like this extra bed. And by the way, tomorrow you should come over to the office um, and just work with us here. I was like, wow, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. You should come over. And I was like, wow, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'd love to come chat with your team. So the next day I spent the afternoon with them. Um, And then I also chatted with uh, Dan the next day. Um, and then October came. And and then you met JT. No, actually, no. I met oh. JT in the second Epic Currents. Oh, shit. I, I went to the first one, which was in... Uh, Mr. Epic Currents here. Not, you guys have been to two as well. Three. Three. <laughs> Mr. Epic Currents. Uh, no, I met JT at the second one in Jackson Hall. Mm. And the first one was oh, in... Oh, shit. You went to the Jackson Hall. Yes. The infamous power outage. It was actually fun. <laughs> I, I think that's what how I ended up talking to JT. Hmm. But yeah. 
So the the path here was uh, Illustrator to to video production company to building websites, uh, and uh, you're learning and, and developing stuff along the way. Uh, you talked to JT, and now this job at Managed by Q is product design. Yes. Do you feel like this is sort of what everything's been building up to, or do you feel like this is sort of uh, the next sort of learning stepping stone? Stepping stone as as a designer to to maybe something slightly different or or related. I I skills wise, I'm not talking well, about yeah, definitely, definitely. not I, talking well, about like what's your no definitely what's your career plan after this? It's no, like, definitely. That, I, where I, do you I, picture yourself in five years? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do think that it is a step okay. because. The current skill sets that are often used by product designers, or just at least in Q, for example, is usually very, you know, we work on experience design, we work on UI design, uh, we work on research, and we do documentation stuff, but it's very visual or like mm-hmm. designy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've, the more, the more the years have passed, the more I love programming. And I'm not saying that that's the future of product design. I'm just saying that that's the future that I want for me. It's just better than product design. I get it. <laughs> it's just what I love. Like I, I, I love uh, lear- programming and learning um, about how to automate things and leverage this like new language um, to actually build things. And, and for me, that's, for me, that's the next step. Like how can I mix or in how can i integrate pro, uh, programming into uh mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. and so what are you learning to to do that what am i like what languages or what am i yeah just in general like programming how, how did you go about figuring out where you even want to start because uh, you could start yeah. a million different places um there's a lot of people who are like i want to learn javascript and they take a ton of javascript courses and then never do anything with it well actually how i started was i i mean way back uh Way back and in Phoenix, when I was in Phoenix, I started learning ActionScript. But that's because the the freelance company uh, that's what they asked me to learn. So what happened was I I started doing animations in After Effects, and then they told me one day, "Hey, Claudio, you know what? We're gonna have to uh, find a different animator because uh, we need someone that works with Flash." They told me that on a Friday. The weekend, I just started taking tutorials on on Flash. And on Monday, when Monday came by, I messaged the product manager and, and I was like, hey, dude, um, here's here's your, here's your the video that you asked me, but in Flash. It was just like super disgusting Flash, but it worked. And and he and he told me, let's meet in person. So we met in person and, and I met with the developer, the designer and him. And they were like, yeah, um, so would you, con- like, <laughs> I think uh, what you did is great. Um, and would you like to, you know, continue working with us but doing this in flash and i was like i'd love to yeah, and yeah. they were like but by the way um you're also going to do the action script for flash and i was like i've never programmed in my life but if you pay me to, to <laughs> learn action script i would be more than happy to do that and they were like yep we'll pay you so that's how i got into like the very beginning of programming um and as the years have gone by i've i've tried ios uh like swift i took a couple of courses but then i got frustrated because i couldn't really build the application that i wanted to do because also i didn't even know what i wanted to build mm-hmm. like um but as the years have gone by i found i found web web development to be like the perfect learning curve like just simple web development like html and css the perfect learning curve for a beginner mm-hmm. to start building things and and getting that sense of you know satisfaction of seeing that what you're 
coding here is somehow building this like visual stuff over here. And then you get into Flexbox and complain about why it's not working. And then you get into <laughs> Grid and solve all your problems. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think I keep a journal where I like journal, uh, where I write my daily feelings and stuff like that. That's how, how I try to like stay aware of things. Is this something I taught you guys in the enter- in entrepreneur school, whatever? <laughs> and, and, entrepreneur? No, I think that's just a shared shared uh, habit we have. Definitely. Um, but just a couple of weeks ago, two years ago, I read a post, like a like a, a, a entry that I made that said, "I'm hey, built- Brian must leave." <laughs> <laughs> that said, <Sorry>. I- <laughs> that said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Nah. <laughs> I can no, get a new restaurant, <laughs> entrepreneur. Oh, God damn it. That it, it said I was building my father's web, business's website and I was so frustrated with um, just the basics of CSS. So like, CSS is bullshit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> fuck this shit. Like, I was like so frustrated. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is so frustrating. It's taken me six hours to build just a very simple navigation menu. And then, but when I read back on those types of entries, I'm like, I'm still facing those types of things in like new technologies, but like it just reminds me that it's okay. Like I'll keep on pushing. I know that I'll, I'll learn it and I'll eventually um, just, it'll be just how I see like building a navigation menu right now. Mm-hmm. That's how I'll see building an application in two years or like mm-hmm. in a year, you know? Um, and so as, as time has gone by web development for me has been the easiest learning curve to start building things. And I think one of the, one of the problems that I had as a very, very beginner designer and programmer, and and still am right now, but when I was barely starting, is I have like this like grand vision of big, building like this badass application. I don't. First of all, I don't even have like a very concrete vision of what that application should be, and second of all, I have to dive into very like more advanced programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic or like things to be able to build it so it's a huge learning curve and sometimes that's like a very big disillusionment that i that i often faced and and bumped into when i was trying to build like this awesome like fifa application or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and and i just couldn't do it and i remember chatting with you brian a couple of years ago and, and you were like so what, like what do you plan on doing this year and i was like oh i'm gonna build six applications and this shit and all this stuff and i didn't i just built websites and i think one thing i've learned is Starting from like even even if you feel like you're not progressing fast enough, I think the fastest way pro- to progress is starting thing f- starting from the very very basics, and slowly start building things, and that's when like things are connecting and mm-hmm. yeah, but that's how slowly things have been. It you want to jump to the more fun, bigger, grander stuff, but bad idea. Yes, oh, I mean, in my experience, bad idea. Uh, in my experience as well, doing things you have to do tends to be like the most meaningful way to learn like doing things that like if you just try and learn something vaguely for like i want to know it uh even if you go slow it doesn't necessarily stick if you know like what problems it solves because you had to solve that problem that seems much more i don't know sticky i guess for lack of a better word yeah were there things you were specifically trying to build like did you find something that was working for you or even now what are you working on now um so to answer your question in mm. the, by the things you mean like the first websites yeah, that i mean on? you mentioned like ios apps like you wanted to build an app but you didn't know what it was did you find something eventually that just like stuck for you and that's what helped you learn um no i i not I, ios but like 
Um, well, the the website the websites, yeah. So, for example, the first project that I took as a web, like as a freelance web designer was designing a website in Squarespace with Squarespace mm-hmm. for my first client, which yep. was just for like a ba- very basic wedding website. But then when I finished that, I was just uh, one weekend. I was like. I wonder if I can just build it with HTML and CSS. So I already had something that I had to build, mm-hmm. and I used that as a template to build it. And I was like, "This is awesome! Like, I think I can do this." And then just no, so I'm gonna build Squarespace by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone builds a CMS. <laughs> no. So then the next thing that happened was my uh, I asked my father if I could build his business website, and I used that as a practice uh, to build another website. Mm-hmm. And then I got into JavaScript because I wanted to build like a, a carousel. And then I like, slowly started to add more things to my like development toolkit. Um, and that's that's how I slowly transitioned into But it was all composed of carousels. Everything was a carousel. Always. And forever. Infinite scrollable carousel. Um, well, I think that's awesome. And uh, you're learning React now. Yes. Which I can't speak highly enough about. It's very fun. It's fun. It's very fun. I think that's the thing is like, for me, it has that same level of being able to type something on, on one side and see the updates and uh, at the same time. And, and it moves very fast, but the, that's not necessarily react, but like, no, but the react makes the interactivity part of mm-hmm. it very simple. The component so structure, not only are you looking at it, but you're playing with it. Like you're yeah. playing with it on the right side and seeing state change. And you're like, ah, oh, I, I yeah. like m- making things happen. It feels really good. Yes. Um, well with the react thing, I've, honestly found it very challenging to learn React. Mm. Uh, you have no idea how many folders are on my laptop. It's like uh, React Tutorial 1, React Tutorial yeah. 2, React Tutorial 3. Like I've, I've had to like start over and over and over mm-hmm. again just to understand how everything works and how everything maps to to, to things. Uh, sorry, to, to an actual like visual thing. Um, but I think that uh, once you get the hang of it, and again, as you mentioned, Bryn, it's not. It's not until you have something that you want to build that's that you actually know mm. how to apply or like. Okay, I need to build a component here, but wait, like, how big should my component be? It doesn't matter. Just build it, and then once you build it, you have like an opinion. Oh, I think I could reuse this because I'm yep. going to build this other thing. You start to realize where it should actually break down. Exactly. Instead of trying to build everything perfectly from the very beginning, which I'm like a big victim of. So, Claudio Vallejo principle. I pronounced your name wrong. I'm sorry. That's good. No, it's good. Uh, Build everything as one component first. <laughs> one giant component. This is, this is my React app, a 10,000 line component. <laughs> That's the future of JavaScript. <laughs> really, the future is just uh, aggregating all it's, functions into one file. It's only one import, <laughs> React, and the rest is built into the file. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, um, you know, we're over time. I'm excited to see what you're building next. Uh, and we'll be anxious for you to release the apps, <laughs> which I know you're for sure going to do. All six this year. Yes. <laughs> this year. Seven. For sure. Uh, <laughs> as you're learning these things, uh, you're doing research, so you're also learning other stuff over here on, on the design side. Right. Uh, traveling. Um, but right now, what's keeping you up at night? I'm working on an application that'll help me track uh, my meal planning. That's what's keeping you up at night? Is that is that? That's, yeah, that's a that's good what, answer. Like, yeah, when we started Spectrum, like that's I had to that's start what kept us up at night. I had to start putting earbuds in my ears so I would like not be able to think about it. Like I had to like listen to music or podcasts oh. or something so I would just like be able to shut my brain down. Huh? What I do? What I do is I just like code. 
I just listen to. I just get out of bed and I code. I do. I do. I mean, not not at night, but early in the morning. Yes, and that's yeah. that's the only time I find to build things. Mm. Um, mm. but yeah. Uh, and when you release that, it's going to be called uh, Claudio's for- Calorie Tracker. Entrepreneurship. <laughs> 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 no, it's probably going to be called like, I don't know. Entrepreneur. There we go. Right there. It's, yeah. it's meal planning. Ah. Right there. Uh, what, what was the name what of the book? Just plan Fat for your ass? meals. What's the name of the book? Uh, fat ass. Fat asses. <laughs> Salt, fat acid. Fat asses guide. Fat asses guide to health, nutrition, and Claudia. The Salt, gu- fat acid heat. The fat asses guide to the universe to the this meal. is all terrible <laughs> i know good work everyone <laughs> we did a good job uh claudio thanks for coming and hanging out thank uh, you guys. thanks man this late good at night you. all thank the you. way from new york of course thank you for having me that's episode 244 thanks so much to claudio for coming all the way from new york just to hang out with us thanks to you for listening hope you enjoyed it if you did come let us know what you thought on our spectrum community at did spectrum. it take you a minute to remember the name of our company that we founded together brian on spectrum.chat slash specfm we have channels there for all of our podcasts including this one uh, as well as all of our other shows for designers and developers just like you and it's at spectrum.chat slash specfm and while you're there uh click on the explore tab and there's, there's a bunch of other communities just, communities yeah just, just for you for designers yeah. developers we got communities for figma sketch framer and all the tools that you use and love as well as we got uh, some awesome communities if you're into development like React mm-hmm. and Front End Cafe. Style components. Highly recommend checking those out. Uh, and if you or your organization or business need to start an online community and need a place to, to grow that. Boy, have we got one for you. You can do that for free. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Do it for free at spectrum.chat. Uh, we look forward to seeing all of you over there on that their website and uh, chatting with you uh, on the internet. Uh, See forward. you next week. <laughs>